Welcome to the Dementia Caregiver Talk Show, a podcast to help you navigate the senior care maze. Learn and laugh with us as we discuss creative solutions and ideas to common and uncommon dementia care challenges and how to make sense of the senior care industry and options even if you're not a professional. Hello and welcome to the Dementia Caregiver Talk Show, Episode 7. We're humming along very well, and I'm here with Joanne Westbrook. How are you doing, Joanne? Great. How are you doing, Val? I'm doing very good. good. And we have a really interesting topic today, which is vascular dementia. Are you at risk? And yeah. I think we have a good amount of information on that. And on that note, I wanted to mention, we got a little feedback last week that it's really helpful if the episodes are maybe like 15 to 20 minutes long in maximum, which we understand because, you know, you're busy in your day and if you can just take a little snippet at a time. So what you might see us do from now on is you might see, let's say, vascular dementia part one, and then you'll see the next one is going to be part two, just so we can cut it up a little bit. I think it's going to make it easier for everyone to... uh, you know, to, to come back and, and pick up where they left off, you know, during that busy day. Yeah. So, <laughs> and we're busy. <laughs> yes, we are. So, all right, Joanne, vascular dementia, are you at risk? Yeah. That's, uh, well, it's an interesting topic because if whether or not you believe it, vascular dementia is um, really misdiagnosed a lot, again. And it's really number two oh. under Alzheimer's. And oh, people wow. don't really realize that. And um, so it's important to know a little more about what to look for and and that there are actually different kinds uh, of uh, strokes. So we want to kind of explain a little bit about that. And some of these uh, strokes are the same in some areas, and yet they differ in others. So let's try to to go through a couple of those and just make a little bit more sense of it. But Mm -hmm. for instance, if you have a stroke-related dementia, meaning that you have um, a blood clot that forms either in the brain or it could be in the heart. And remember, Val, they're both, one is good for the other. So if you're causing problems there, you're going to wind up getting some kind of a clot. And that's a very dangerous thing. Um, But what happens is, uh, for instance, if you have heart disease, the chances of you getting that blood clot in the heart is going to be higher for you. Mm-hmm. So keeping yourself healthy, we'll talk about that again. Yes. You know we do because <laughs> that's really important. Um, but they also differ in severity depending on where that blood clot is and where it flows to. Because we know that you have to have that blood flow to get the nutrients to your brain. So once you get a blockage like that, it can be really bad. So when we talk about a stroke, somebody has a stroke Mm -hmm. that can be sudden or it can be one of those, what we call a TIA, which is a mini stroke. And some people, it's so mild, it can just last a couple of minutes. Mm -hmm. And it's almost so subtle, you don't realize you've had it. And you can have several of those over a period of time. Um, now, a massive stroke is very, very different. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk a little bit about that also. Um, but when the blood flow is a problem within the brain, deep in the brain, that's a small, that means that your blood vessels have hardened, they're in, they're twisted, Whoa. and therefore the flow of the blood does not really get to the brain like it should and carry mm-hmm. all those nutrients. Mm-hmm. 
So that one, the one that's in the deep brain is very scary because that that's the one you need to really be thinking about. So, I mean, considering the fact that there are different ways and different things that can happen to you, but I will tell you the most common one is called the subcortical dementia. Okay. And this is the one where the small blood vessels that lie deep in the brain, those are the ones that becomes the one we just talked about gets twisted and it stops the blood flow, or at least certainly slows it down to a point where you really begin to see changes within the things that you do every day, your daily activities. Um, so that's a kind of a scary one to me. Mm-hmm. And because it's the most common type, most people are familiar with only that one and not all of those others. Um, but also, here's a little trick to this that you need to know. Um, what is unusual is that Alzheimer's is very Uh, much related to this kind of vascular dementia. And that changes things because now think about all, remember we talked about Alzheimer's Mm -hmm. and all of the different symptoms and all the things that go with that. Now you have that on top of the vascular. Oh boy. Because there are some symptoms that are same. For instance, with Alzheimer's, the first thing you see is memory problem. Not so much with the vascular. So um, once you get the combination, it's what they call a mixed dementia. And that's really, you know, and, you know, back when we first started talking about these, I told you there could be up to five. Yes. And so, but normally with this, it's going to be Alzheimer's. Isn't that interesting? That is interesting. Rather than a different type, but it's just the way they uh, work together. It's interesting. So what you're going to see in the early stages of vascular, and this is kind of give everybody just an idea of what to be looking for, mm-hmm. you know, That's in case they know. don't, yeah, in case they don't really know. But if it's the mixed kind with the Alzheimer's, you are going to have memory problems okay. for sure. That's going to be part of it. Here's the other thing. You're going to have language problems too. And usually if that's the temporal area that is affected, now think about this, if you have a stroke and it is affected on the left side and you have a brain bleed, that's where all of your comprehension is Mm -hmm. and your word production, speech production, everything is on that side. If you have a major bleed on that side, guess what's going to happen? So these are the the thought provoking. All of a sudden, somebody can no longer find a word. They can't comprehend what you're saying. That can very well be what's going on with that stroke. The other thing, too, that I think is really a lot of people forget. And we talked a lot about this uh, when TIPA came down and and did a program, which we'll be able to offer, actually, at some point, is the apathy and the apathy is very typical with one of these strokes. In other words, um, when you see the blank facial look on the face, um, that is not something that they actually can control. And I think that's really unfortunate because yeah. people have a tendency to judge people by why can't you just mm-hmm. smile? Mm-hmm. Or the caregiver after a while begins to have difficulty just looking at that blank face and it's so hard because really and truly that's part of it but I will tell you that the challenges with apathy is that you the person who has this it's totally linked to depression okay the two of them together so when that person is feeling that way you can you have to change your approach to them completely because what they're feeling and what they're thinking 
is I don't care. I can't do it. I don't want to do it. Leave, Just leave me alone. Just go away and leave me alone. And if you are the kind of person, you know, here I go. Yes. If you're an extrovert, Yo. you're going to want to go over there and just be a cheerleader and see if you can cheer them up. And guess what? That's the very last thing that you can do to that person. Yeah. So if you want to get into that person, you have to change your speed, the way you speak. Your demeanor becomes slower. And that way you begin to ease into a conversation and it's like mirroring someone. You mm -hmm. see how they're acting. Mm -hmm. You have to feel that way in order for them to understand that you're actually connected. Wow. So it's really hard to do that. Yeah. Um, that's something you have to practice. Yeah. You know, but, being, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense sort of to adapt to their no. speed and where they are. Yeah. I, I mean, I, now that you're saying it, it makes sense that yeah. you're a lot more likely to reach someone that way. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, it always, you always want to say, I, I just think I can cheer them up. I just right. know that right. if I, if I just tell them we're going to go for a walk, <laughs> but when that person feels really tired, depressed, mm -hmm. Um, sometimes it's better for you to just mildly sit with them, be with them, slow your conversations down because this is going to change. It comes up and it goes down. And that's the other part of this. It is a little episodic. It can be different. Some days, good days, some days, bad days. Um, and for the caregiver, it's really hard because you have to learn to adapt to that. Yeah. And that is, that is not something that's very easy. And also... Yeah. They can be very tearful in that sad apathy, or they may get real giddy. So, wow, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's from one end to the other. So, you know, it's kind of important for you to know those things because those are the the areas that are going to look really. Why why is she happy today? And yesterday she was, you know, yeah. It's the blood flow and the way things are working, and it you Changes know it's, it's chemistry. All it's all that. Yeah. Yes. And it's like it's it would be nice, but it unfortunately it just doesn't work that way. So we talk a lot about risk factors. And you and I have talked an awful lot about health and nutrition. Mm -hmm. And the probably the one thing nobody wants to hear yes, <laughs> is that we really can control this. <laughs> but the truth is that um, let me just explain first some of the signs and symptoms, and then we'll mm -hmm. talk about the risk factors, mm -hmm. because those are truly within our control, no matter how hard it is. Yes, we really can. Yeah. <laughs> we can change. We can change. But we really have to be willing and understand the consequences if we choose not to. Yeah. So anyway, so some of the symptoms and they do overlap with Alzheimer's. So you're going to see some of this is going to sound very similar, but it's because the two of them together can be pretty much the same in one way or the other. So there's going to be confusion. Mm -hmm. You're going to see that the comprehension, as we talked about before, is not going to be, they're not always going to be capable of understanding what you're saying or Perhaps what can also cause agitation and anxiety is that they know what they want to say, but you're not getting it. And so that business of miscommunicating together can cause them a lot of anxiety. Because think about it for a minute. If you were in that position, wouldn't you be frustrated if you knew what you wanted, but you couldn't tell me? That would be extremely yes. frustrating. Yes. And that is part of this. So, ugh. I don't know. That would be hard for me. 
Um, being able to pay attention and focus is also an, an area that is a problem for them. It's just one of those areas. Um, they also can't organize or analyze a situation. They can't quite you know, work it through in the process because mm -hmm. their brain is not going to be able to allow them to do that, which is, is really sad um, because when you're trying to, to make plans for something, they can't really just follow you. They don't know what you're, you know, so keep it simple because mm -hmm. the following becomes complicated. The other thing is, and we talked about this once before, and this has a lot to do with dementia, the Alzheimer's type, is that they cannot, they have difficulty deciding what to do next. Uh, yes. So if they get, if you give them something, like let's say you give me a card mm -hmm. and I look at it and I go, what do I do next? And you say, well, you need to open it. Okay. Now what do I do? Mm -hmm. it's, it's that difficult for them. So it could be anything. Yeah. So like the sequencing. Absolutely. So that's because, you know, we take it for granted that we know what to do with a card. But if you don't know, you might look at the form and then be like, I know okay. what. If you, if you can't remember that you open it. Yeah. Can't process, can't initiate, can't get started, can't finish. It's one of those processes that becomes an, another lack of organization in the brain that they just can't do it. And so you have to be super patient with this mm -hmm. and understand that part of it. They just, they can't do it at that moment. It's just really difficult. Um, and then of course they have problems with their memory. Mm -hmm. So they may not remember something you just told them um, or somebody else that came in the room and you're suddenly not remembering who they are. Those are very similar to other dementias, aren't they? So yes. you're getting into that part of once the brain flow, once that blood flow is limited, depending on what area is affected, is going to where you're going to see the problems come up. So that's, you know, to me is huge. And we talked a little bit about the agitation, but they can also be very restless. Okay. So, you know, they don't, I don't know what to do with myself. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What do I do next? What, okay. what should I do? It's either that level or leave me alone. I don't want to, I don't want to do that. I don't feel good. Just, I just go away. Mm -hmm. And it isn't personal. It's no. truly, they are not capable of doing what you want them to do. Mm -hmm. And that's a hard piece to, to follow because you just really want to help them and you can't in that moment. And I think that goes for all dementias. It does. They're not, yeah. again, and I know I've said this before, but they're not trying to be difficult. It's not no. the person, it's the disease that's it causing is. this. Yeah. That's really important to remember. Isn't that but, hard to, uh, I mean, because everything in our lives, our brain is so complex yes. and it's so automatic. Mm -hmm. Everything we do is automatic. We could just do anything we mm -hmm. want and we don't even have to think about it. Yeah. You know, and the we, scary thing, do you remember just driving home at some point, not even remembering how you got there? Yes. I mean, it's yes. just that scary. Or we went to lunch today yeah. and <laughs> we have an employee parking lot here that is currently being, it's not paved, but they're working on it. So we were supposed to park somewhere else, but out of habit, I drove right back there. I wasn't even thinking. So yeah, it's you know, yeah. it's just it's automatic. It's automatic. It's muscle memory. Yeah. Um, but those are the things that you lose when your brain is affected. Isn't that awful? Because you just don't even think about that. But mm. then for the caregiver, this becomes a big issue. Yes. Because more of the work now falls on you. 
because that person is their their activities of daily living become complex because they can't do them like they used to do them, which is really hard. Um, Also, as we talked about the depression, now you can do something about depression if you speak with your doctor. Uh, There is medication that will work with that. Just be very, very careful. Here's something you need to know. Um, When it comes to medication, medication that you give to someone for Alzheimer's is not good for someone who has vascular. So there you have a problem because it's a mix. So now what do you do? So make sure, and we're going to go back to what we did, what we talked about before, and that was be careful who you have. Don't go to your GP for this. You Mm -hmm. might. Now, it's important that you stay with your GP for your physicals. Make sure that you are keeping yourself there. And we'll talk about that again. But the most important thing is you need to be with somebody who understands dementia, vascular, the brain problems. Um, And they need to be really good at this Mm -hmm. because knowing the difficulty of those two problems right there, mixing them and which, what can I take and what can I take? And in some instances could become very deadly. Mm -hmm. So we know that that's, that really is a huge issue. So you really want a specialist for that. Somebody who works with people with dementia every single day and has a lot of experience. That's true. Because if not... Yeah. I mean, you're really going to have trouble. So when we talk about the subcortical kind, mm-hmm. the one that's the most that happens the most um, in the later stages, this is something I wanted to say. They may have trouble walking. They may have trouble with their gait. They may be falling. Um, there's also they become increasingly frail in the very late stages with this. So understanding that that person is really going to need a lot of help to get through the day is what I'm saying. So it really becomes almost like the end of life kind of a dementia, but it started off in a very different place. But by the end of it, it becomes almost the same. So you just have to really have a a lot of patience, Mm. a lot of support and a lot of help, you know? So those are the kind of things that I just wanted to talk to um, basically, to me, it, it's, you know, <clears throat> I would say that about 10% of people that are diagnosed with mixed dementia, so it's not a huge number, thank gosh, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we really don't want to hear that it's 90%. Yes. You know, wow. and really not everybody that has a stroke, by the way, it winds up with vascular dementia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of an important thing to remember, too. And that's why I say make sure your diagnosis is really good. Yes. Because you may not have that. Mm-hmm. And depending on how quick you get some support, like rehabilitation, which you're going to need if you have a weakness on one side, all of those things have to be addressed. And then some people have trouble with the swallowing oh, and the talking. So uh, speech therapy uh, can be very effective, but it needs to be like within the first six weeks. Okay. So when you have a stroke, the sooner you get help, the better you're going to be. And that's that's also another thing. You know, they tell you if you have a stroke, get them right in as mm-hmm. fast as you can. Right. Getting close. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, let me just throw those risk factors okay. at you. All right. Uh, so the audience kind of knows what to think about. One, unfortunately, is increasing age, <laughs> which oh, well, we, uh, well, we all are going there. <laughs> Are we not? I'm, hopefully, yeah, we're all going. That's there. true. It's much further. Than yes. Than, uh, the so it really starts like around the most dangerous is like 65, yeah. 
and it goes all the way up to the 90s. Mm-hmm. And that has a lot to do with what? Lifestyle? What yeah. have you done in your life? Yeah. 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 So uh, history of heart attack strokes or mini strokes are also at risk for you. <clears throat> Abnormal aging of blood vessels. Okay. So that can also be a problem. Here's one that is a big problem for everybody. <clears throat> Excuse me, my throat. High cholesterol. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. yeah. And some of that, you know, as you know, is genetic. Do you have any of that? I don't, but I have a friend who you would you would think it. She's uh, actually a ballet teacher, and she's this teeny, tiny, skinny girl in her, I would say, early 30s. And yep, doesn't she's matter. Started, it's in a family and she yeah. has to take medications for it. Yeah. Oh, and some of those medications have huge side effects. Yeah. <laughs> but the other part that we talk about staying healthy, high blood pressure, mm-hmm. you go to your GP, make sure you're keeping that in control because that's a big factor. So is diabetes. Diabetes has to do with nutrition. Keep yourself at a good weight be healthy and for heaven's sakes do not smoke (laughs) if you're a smoker you gotta stop i'm sorry but that's true of every every disease everything is Mm -hmm. related to that Mm -hmm. smoking so i hate to be the one to say that but you gotta give it up (laughs) (laughs) and obesity is another thing because you know middle age we have a tendency to get a little round in the center yep and that's one of the factors that we need to be very careful with so exercise what do you say yeah, <laughs> I know. I yeah. I mean, all those things wind up being nutrition again, yeah. exercise. It has to do with everything that you keep yourself healthy. Yeah. Go to the doctor every year. Men don't like to go to the doctor. I know. I don't know what that is. It's just stubbornness. It's like, you know what? Just go. Yeah. You know, even well, if, it's better to know, right? Yes. You're <laughs> much better just going and finding out there's nothing wrong versus not going and having something wrong. Yes. And then things just get worse and worse. It's well, particularly with this one, because this one has a lot to do with being able to be preventive. Yeah. So if you know those things that are risk factors, those are the things you say to yourself, okay, listen, I'm going to go to, and you know what, I'm going to quit using the word exercise. Because people, <laughs> you say exercise and people go, oh, oh, no, I don't want to do that. So whatever is fun for you that is aerobic, that gets you out, yes. gets you moving, is fine. Dancing, swimming, maybe, you know, whatever yeah, you enjoy. Absolutely. Even fast walking is yeah. very good for your heart and for your brain. So we know that we got to get the blood up there. Yep. So let's keep that in mind. And all of us will serve. And don't forget to do some deep breaths. That's right. Once get the oxygen up there. Every now and then you want to slow down. Yes. Yeah. 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 We're not good at that. (laughs) We're working on it. Yes, we are. And the thing is, we we hope that all of you out there are um, really thinking about all your risk factors because they all tie into dementia Mm -hmm. somewhere. And that's the reason I always tell people you can make a difference. You yes. can change this, yeah. but you have to be determined that you're going to make a change. I agree. Yeah. Thank you so much, Joanne. Welcome. Was a really great yeah. overview of Opeth. Great. And, and we will have more in-depth information later. Yep. That's we are. great. We are. And I did want to mention, um, we have actually created a Facebook group. Yes. for listeners of this show. It's meant as an uh, online community for our listeners um, and dementia caregivers that would like to share experiences and thoughts with other people that are also on the dementia journey. And Joanne right. and I are in the group and we'll be interacting and, and it's, it's free and it's a closed group, meaning 
when you go to Facebook and you type it in, the name is simply Dementia Caregiver Talk Show. If you see that, it should the group should pop up. Um, it's going to ask you just two very simple questions, something like, "Are you listening? Have you listened to the show? And are you caring for a person with dementia?" The purpose of that is just we want to make sure that the people that join the group are really right. Get something know, back and group. forth with each other. Yes, it's exactly. Helpful. Yeah. It's meant to be helpful. And um, <laughs> the direct link would be facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash dementia caregiver but i think the easier way to find it is if you just go to facebook and type in dementia caregiver talk show and you will find the group and you can send us an invite and as soon as we can we'll let you in the group and and then i think it's just going to be a very nice platform where we can all talk to one yeah. another and you can ask questions you know so if we had an, a show about you know vascular dementia yeah. and you have a particular follow-up question you'd love to ask us you can do that there Next show, we can always answer a question yep. from the previous show. So that's never a problem. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, we hope you join us there. There's also a link if you go to our website, uh, pineseducation.org forward slash talk show. I put a little banner on the top with a button that takes you to the group. Which so, is perfect. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for attending, everybody, for, for joining us today. And thank you so much, Joanne. Oh, thank you, Val. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Well, have a great weekend, everybody. And uh, we will welcome you back soon. And do something fun. That's right. <laughs>